Ladies and gentlemen, we're expecting some moderate turbulence. Please remain seated and enjoy the show. Hello. And welcome to... Moderate Turbulence. I'm Jeremy. I'm Adele. Hello, Adele. And of course, (laughs) we have Roxy. Hello, our little floofball Roxy. How are you, Adele? I'm good, Jeremy. (laughs) She's a little annoyed because I missed a button when we recorded, and so we recorded half the podcast already, and uh, it didn't record. So, take two. Here we go. Still smiling. Uh, lots to talk about today. So first of all, we apologize. Uh, it's been a couple weeks since we've recorded. Um, that's just due to our hectic schedules. Um, of course, Adele and I are bidding opposite schedules because of this little fluff ball um, so that we can make sure someone's always around for her. And even there's some days when it overlaps. And so we have wonderful friends of the podcast who help us out uh, and take care of Roxy for us. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about a few things today. We're going to talk about summer schedules, highs and lows, all fun things like that. You want to do highs and lows first? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, my high, um, I mean, one of the highs recently, just been flying with friends or a great crew because I've been, you know, maybe a little complainy lately about some of the crew members that I've had. So I've had a little bit of a dark cloud over every pairing, just kind of going into it, worried, scared about if I'm going to fly with competent people or (laughs) non-competent people (laughs) i get it yeah yeah but you've been flying with well you flew with alberto right so yeah so i had a pairing with alberto again um this time a vegas layover so we had a long vegas and we just had a fun time the other two crew members that were with us were great so it was you know a good working environment where we can have fun but we got stuff done and it was just pleasant so excellent that was uh that was fun i have a question for you about it is it true you tried shake shack for the first time (laughs) uh yes i ordered it on doordash probably and of course quite expensive with it being american dollars and everything (laughs) but uh it was delicious because they have vegetarian options at shake shack if you didn't know um versus in and out that don't so boo in and out i still like in and out i've still never tried shake shack so next time i have a, a layover in vegas i might have to do the same thing just to try it well, like you can get it any other places in well, vegas because then you can actually go to a shake shack and not have to pay exorbitant fees of delivery true, true. you know next time i'll see it no i don't think they have any in nebraska next time i visit my sister eh, we'll see <laughs> i don't know Excellent. Uh, do you have a low for the last little bit? Uh, well, it's just been rough. There's a lot of bit. There's been a lot of cancellations, delays, and everything. So I had a 16 hour day. I don't think we've recorded since then, have we? No, 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 no. That was a long day you had. Yeah. Yeah. So we started our day, and this was like day day two. So not too, too bad. Um, Leaving Vancouver at 7 a.m., flying to Toronto, getting into Toronto. And then that plane we were supposed to take uh, back to Calgary. However, the um, aircraft went mechanical, so there was too many issues with it. So it wasn't safe to fly it. Um, So then proceeded a four-hour wait in the airport, kind of wondering what we were doing, which aircraft we would fly home, would we fly home that day? Uh, keep in mind, we'd already done about a four, 
four and a half, close to five hour flight. Yeah. yeah, from Vancouver. And then we were supposed to do another close to four hour flight back home with a four hour wait in Toronto. So all of that ended up being over a 16 hour duty day and just a very like tiring long day. But it got saved because that was a pairing with Alberto. Our yeah. other crew members were f- were really great, really fun, just had a positive attitude. So we all just kind of got through it because we were together and we all kind of were getting along and had the same mindset going into it. So that just saved the day. But if mm-hmm. I was with other crew members that maybe weren't as um, positive or maybe not as hardworking, it would have been a lot more rough. Yeah. Oh, no, for sure. Yeah, definitely having friends or good, competent flight attendants with you is always a positive. It just, it makes, like, I would rather have bad flights with good crew than good flights with bad bad crew. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you do want the nice flights or the nice layovers, but when you do them with bad crew, holy moly, is it rough. Yeah, for sure. Uh, So for me, uh, my low is probably... um, I have a bad knee. It's from a car accident 31 years ago, and it just progressively gets worse and worse as the years go on. And then uh, the day I was leaving for London, it kind of popped on me and I was like, oh, there's a new pain. I haven't felt that one before. You know, again, 30 years plus of dealing with this. And that was a new pain. So I was like, okay. So I wore my knee brace for that flight and uh, my knee hasn't been amazing since we went to uh, we went to the doctor. The doctor prescribed X-rays. I went and got the X-rays. They came back. The doctor's like, "Well, nothing's broken because that's all they can really see." It's like, so we're going to recommend physio. I'm like, ah, yes, what I always get recommended whenever whenever I have issues with my knee. Uh, so my low is definitely going to be working with a bum knee, and you know, I have a little bit of a limp, and I'm trying to do my best to take care of it. But uh, it's just it's not fun, and it's something that I've had to deal with for so long. Uh, now my high. Again, so bum knee had to go to London. And then, of course, looking at my crew and uh, and Alberto actually sent me a message saying, hey, it looks like you have uh, someone who's brand new who's on your crew. They've never flown before. And, uh, and they had posted a message with a question on Facebook saying, hey, I know some of the rules are a little different in London. Could someone give me a bit of insight? Uh, and so when Alberto sent that to me, I actually sent her a message on Facebook saying, hey, here's uh, here's the deal with London, you know, liquid restrictions, things like that. Uh, and also just beware. I heard you're in charge is a little bit uh, on the mean side. And she's like, oh, no. And I was like, I'm just kidding. I'm going to be your in charge for that one. So we'll have some fun. And for a crew member who it was their first flight ever going to London, which is great. She was so hardworking. She was on the ball. She like didn't miss a beat. She worked as if she was a veteran flight attendant. And I know from experience, a lot of people sort of get weary when you have a brand new flight attendant. They're like, oh no, like we're going to have to pull their pull extra weight because they don't know what they're doing. But she knew exactly what she was doing. Nobody had to work extra. She pulled her own weight. It was a great experience with a brand new flight attendant. And to all of the experienced flight attendants out there, I just want to remind you, you were new once. You had a first flight once. I know I was a mess on my first flight and like, uh, what do I do? And, but, you know, you kind of get through it. And now I'm one of the more experienced ones. But uh, it was a great experience having a brand new flight attendant who was just awesome. I would work with her anytime. Good timing. Yeah, and you you were really happy about um, her and her attitude. So it also shows like 
there's kind of no excuse to be bad at this. It's it's easy work. You just have to show up and be ready to put in the effort. And mm-hmm. when everyone works, it makes the job so much better. Mm-hmm. So when, you know, I've been complaining about some crew, it's just like, well, you have this new person who's able to work and then you have these others that don't want to. It's so, not an it's not a being able to, it's a wanting to, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's just it's just frustrating. But yeah. um hopefully I get to fly with her at some point as well because mm-hmm. it sounds like it's a pleasant experience. <laughs> yes, absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, that would be my uh, my highs and lows. Um so yeah, now we were gonna get into a little bit of talking about summer flying. Uh now for example, uh today is Monday. I flew yesterday coming in from Montreal. And due to summer flying, if you have little delays here and there, they tend to snowball. So my flight was, uh, the aircraft was delayed coming from London to Montreal. So then I was delayed coming from Montreal to Calgary and it just pushes everything back. I was supposed to beat Adele home and go pick up Roxy. Adele ended up beating me home. So you got to pick up Roxy uh, and all that. So uh, I'm just going to get into summer flying a little bit. Now I'm going to backtrack and talk about last year's summer flying. Now Adele and I were very fortunate. We were working in training at the time, teaching some of our new hires, and uh, we didn't get to experience all that was summer flying. Now last year, remember, this was the first year after COVID that people were traveling again. There was a lot more leisure travel. People wanted to travel. They wanted to get out, see friends, family, go on vacations. And so it was a very busy summer. The problem was airlines in general, I'm not saying just our airline, I just mean worldwide airlines were not ramped up after COVID yet. A lot of employees had gone on to seek new opportunities, took retirement, things like that. So we had to build back our workforces. That's why we were uh, teaching initial training all of last year. So last year, there was a lot of delays, a lot of flight cancellations, and that was due to, again, the bare bone um, employee sets that we had in all different divisions, uh, not just pilots, flight attendants, uh, and agents, but all over the airlines. Uh, Aircraft themselves as well. We retired certain aircrafts, and then now we had to try and acquire new aircraft to try and fill fill those voids. Um, One of the big issues last year as well in Toronto um, was customs. They were metering the aircrafts coming in because the customs interactions were taking a lot longer. First of all, you had to fill out the ArriveCan app, fill out the questionnaire there. Secondly, when you would go to the customs agent, the average time of interaction was about 60 seconds um, because of the extra COVID questions and things like that, vaccinations, all of that fun stuff. Now, a normal interaction when you go through customs is about 15 seconds. So these interactions are now taking four times as long. So now you're going to get only one fourth the passengers through that you would normally get. So when you get all these wide body aircraft landing in Toronto, instead of everyone filtering through customs normally, you have to have them wait on their aircraft until it's their turn to go into the customs hall and do all that. So it was not uncommon for people to wait up to four plus hours on an aircraft after landing in Toronto. Hopefully we're not going to see much of that this year. I believe they've mitigated a a good chunk of that, but there's still a lot of, uh, it's not going to be a perfect summer. It'll be better than last year though. Is that fair? Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. we're we're definitely hopeful for that because we heard stories, even though we weren't flying. Mm-hmm. We definitely heard stories. Our colleagues were flying. Our friends were flying. So we got all of what was happening. Mm-hmm. And it was a little scary, definitely, you know, f- and frustrating and just overall hectic. Um, but everyone's kind of, we might be at our regular capacity of employment or getting close to it Yeah, in different getting departments. Yeah. But, you know, 
pilots, flight attendants. Yeah, we need them on board. However, we do need all the other departments there too. We need grooming. We need catering. We need ramp agents. We need our maintenance personnel. We need planning. We need um, stock. Scheduling, yeah, stock. We need everyone. We, can, of course, need our uh, airport agents. And that's just the airline specific, right? And all airlines need that. And then we need security. So CATSA, we need ATC. So we have all of these um, departments, all these different companies, different things happening. Um, and then pre-COVID, yeah, you were almost close to the same amount of personnel for each of these departments or each of these different companies that work in an airport. However, all of them hired new staff. All of them hired new employees. So a lot of these people are new to the job or um, don't have as much experience. Mm -hmm. So you might have the personnel is at the same quantity, but the experience level isn't there. So that's also, I don't want to say issue, but it's also um, a reason why there's yeah. maybe some more delays or some longer waits at certain it's, points throughout it's your travel. An extra challenge to deal with. Yeah. There's just, yeah. Yeah. And like, we've all been new. We've all been new at like a sport or an activity or a job or some something at some points. So we all should know what it feels like, like yeah. Jeremy mentioned yeah. before, but we sometimes forget or sometimes lose patience as, you know, fellow colleagues or as a customer or whatever. So I mean, just something to keep in mind as well as you're going through travel or as we're working yeah. <laughs> this summer. Um, but, you know, it's kind of like we say that, but then when you're in the situation, everything just kind of like so snowballs or piles up at some point. So we all have our breaking point as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, other things. I mean, I have a whole list of things have happened <laughs> recently. Goodness, you wrote a list. You actually wrote a list. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, so kind of just the things that have happened recently, and I mean recently the past like two, three weeks, um, just because it's been a while since we've recorded. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, did I mention the 16 hour day? Did yes. I, on this time? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So of course, bad, long, long day, good, great, great crew. And actually the passengers were really good that day. Oh, so good. they were... Like the flight leaving Toronto that finally left maybe four hours late back to Calgary. The passengers, of course, were tired because landing in Toronto, people come from everywhere and then they kind of branch off at different areas. So people probably traveled very, very long times, probably from the previous day. And then they end up having to wait another four hours for their other flight. Yeah, But they were all fantastic. We all had the good attitude of, hey, crew passengers were all going home so we're all thankful at this point that we're you know on our way finally yeah um i had an experience unfortunately with some not so friendly pilots so that was really frustrating most of the time i i would say 95 percent of the time i fly with some great crew members up in the flight deck but this instance really just frustrated me their attitude their comments just was not good and it was just like just kind of whoo shocked me and really made it unpleasant because as the in charge we're the ones kind of dealing with the pilots mostly and i really didn't want to yeah we, we strive <laughs> for positive interactions all the time right like yeah i for the most part i get along great with uh with the pilots i even had um 
one of my pilots the other day who said, this was, this was a great crew. Everyone has a great positive attitude. Everyone came to work professional and, you know, it was great interactions amongst uh, the cabin crew and the front end, the pilots. Rex, you okay? Sorry, if you hear her breathing, well, I think she's a bit warm right now. <laughs> um, also, that... No, it wasn't that same 16-hour day. No, it was a following pairing. Um, unfortunately, a woman in the Toronto airport had was seemingly having a medical uh, emergency. She was traveling, thankfully, with her partner and her kid. So they uh, alerted us, the flight attendants who were sitting close by, and we were able to alert medical um, personnel to come and aid her. Um, so we kind of stayed close to her until they were able to arrive. So that was another situation that happened and can become more common as more passengers and more delays and more things just are are going on this summer. So just keep that in mind. Be patient. You never know what people are gro- going through. Yep. And also as a passenger, just be prepared yourself. If, if you have pre-existing medical issues or whatever, just try to be as prepared as possible because – you can never be too prepared for something, but you can definitely be underprepared. So just keep that as mine in mind. Be hydrated. Have a snack. Just maybe have you know Advil on you if you get headaches or or whatever the situation is. Just make sure you're, you're prepared. So like you don't have to hopefully miss a flight home because I mean I'm not I'm not blaming this woman. I'm not saying anything like that. I'm just saying like these things happen right now, and there's going to be more and more issues going into the summer so just you know be careful out there do do what you can to mitigate the issues yeah like you said stay hydrated keep snacks on hand things like that yeah um another thing i've dealt with and it's a first world problem but it's really frustrating as crew members because um if you've ever stayed at a hotel as as a regular you know customer of the hotel um you know you you have a check-in time usually between like 3 and 5 p.m. for most hotels and then you check out usually between 10 a.m. and 12 p.m. the following day that's just like standard hotel rules yep. even airbnbs have kind of implemented the same um procedures but for crew members sometimes you check in at let's say 9 a.m. and then you check out that evening or you you know like times just kind of aren't those regular yeah. check-in check-out times just because flights arrive and and depart at different times and oh, of yeah. course delays and all of that. So one thing that has been happening and I'm sure it doesn't just happen to me but like it's been happening a lot lately at different hotels Canada, US is my room keys just deactivating during my layover. So if I leave my room and go to the gym or I'm going to grab some food or whatever the situation is, and I come back to my room and my key doesn't work. So then I have to go back down to the lobby and get it reactivated. And like one hotel, it actually happened three times during the layover that the key didn't work and I had to go back down. So just a frustrating thing that's been happening. And kind of the reality of our job right now is that's one of the issues that we can have, you know, not a huge deal, but frustrating. And like, you kind of, 
don't want to leave your room because you don't know if you're going to be able to yeah. go back in. <laughs> or if you're going to have to like go back up and then back down then back up. And again, that can probably tie into what we talked about earlier about new staff members. You know, I bet hotels have new staff members as well, and they might not program the keys correctly so that they stay for the length of the layover. Or sometimes it even happens where, like for me yesterday, my layover was uh, then extended for a couple hours because there was a flight delay. So yeah, we definitely don't have the check-in at three, check-out at 11 times at all i've checked in at all hours of the day 24 hours of the day i've been checking in and checking out i've checked out at night i've checked out at 6 a.m i've checked out at 4 Mm a.m as crew members we we go by when the flights go and it's sort of an agreement that they have with the hotels um yeah so i I bet you it does tie into newer staff members as well at the hotel so maybe yeah or also like new hotels Mm because you know different destinations popping up you know, some hotels aren't used to us staying there as well. So they're not up to snuff with certain procedures or like certain ways to activate keys or whatever the situation. Either way, yeah. it's been frustrating because it's happened so many times in the past two months. And yeah, doesn't make me want to leave my room on a layover because I'm just like, well, I'm going to have to jump through hoops to get it done. Yep. Um, a lot of issues with bags. So many issues with bags. I mean, that's just kind of the name of the game. Yeah. Nobody wants to check in their luggage. Everyone just brings so much carry-on. Um, yeah. Understandable as a passenger point of view. They don't want to wait for baggage. They don't want to possibly lose their baggage. They don't want to maybe pay for a check-in baggage if the airline actually charges for it. Mm-hmm. So understandable. But then as air airline staff, we do have a lot to do when it comes to rearranging on board or checking bags at the gate if you're a gate agent, all these things. So, you know, keep that in mind, of course, as you're traveling. I don't know how many people are going to actually, you know, pack a light or whatever, but just... And don't be afraid as a passenger to use the space under your seat. Uh, When I (laughs) I travel, I bring two bags. Uh, I've got my rolly bag and then I've got a backpack that has my computer and my podcast stuff. Uh, And my backpack always goes under the seat in front of me and then the rolly bag will go up top. If possible, I've had it recently where I was coming back from Toronto to Calgary as a passenger. And I was like, nope, take my bag, check my bag. It's all good. Like I understand um, just the way it was working out that I wasn't going to be able to uh, to to bring that bag on board as well. So it worked out for me. (laughs) Um, So this actually happened to me. So frustrating baggage issue. This one passenger, um, she was probably one of the last people to board i don't know by choice or whatever she was maybe one of the last five passengers to board of course a full flight and we almost didn't have space for her bag on board and i was going starting to go through the questions of hey do you have any lithium ion batteries do you have any like passports or anything in your bag that have to that you would need or any, you know, the things that we have to ask them. Um, And then she proceeds to say, well, I need the space above my seat because that's where she assumed her bag needed to be because other passengers had already put their bags there. She said, well, if I can't have find space, I'm going to start throwing other people's bags. Literally said that. So I'm like, oh my goodness, this woman is crazy. We're going to have to deal with this, you know, deranged person. So you're telling me you don't have assigned space above your seat for your own bag? Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. So, you know, it's like, 
<sighs> I'm telling my crews now when I'm doing my pre-flight briefings that every flight just gets weirder. Every flight, there's just kind of something new and it's, that was a new thing for me. I've never had someone threaten to throw other people's bags out, but I'm not surprised anymore because that's the kind of people that fly right now. <laughs> so it's just like, whoa, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, we were able to find space for her bag and then she sat down and was fine. But also she was traveling with her like maybe tween daughter. So that was also like, oh, what an example this woman is showing to her kid. Because now how is your kid going to react in a few years when they're traveling alone and they expect the space above their seat to be reserved for them? Or they could she just pull a hissy fit and get yeah. what she wants. Yeah. Which almost kind of is what happened because she, you know, th- was starting to threaten other people. And anyway, asked, why didn't we deplane her? It was a comment. We were in the, uh, we were almost done. We were able to find space for her bag. Like it all happened within like two minutes. And then that was the only comment she made. We got space. She didn't touch any other people's belongings. She didn't do anything else but that. So we deemed it safe for her to be traveling. But honestly, if she had started doing any of the things that she threatened or continued to threaten, yes, she would have been removed. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that if you're wondering, that's not we, acceptable to do these things, but we do have certain thresholds yeah. and also we de- we, we de-escalate as much as possible. Yeah, and we yeah. also like analyze each situation differently. Like yeah. anyways. So that's what happened. Um other than that, I did finish Drowning by TJ Newman. Don't worry. I'm not going to give any spoilers or anything because Jeremy also hasn't read it yet. Yeah. Um, it was amazing. That's all I'm going to say. Um, can't wait for you to read it so we can actually talk about it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll try and read it before the next podcast. Uh, and I also, I have an incident that I'd like to, to do as well, like as part of our incidents. But yeah, we should try and read Drowning. And again, we might try or we'll try to avert any spoilers but we'll talk about certain elements uh, of of the book as well uh and again yeah we're big fans of tj newman flight attendant turned best-selling author which is amazing yeah i mean that's that's my whole list but i'm just kind of like updating you guy you all again just telling you where we've been and we are still here we're still recording we're not giving up on moderate turbulence it's just really busy and of course since we're not rarely but not very often at home together because how we bid our schedules it's just the times that we can record is not that often it's not every day that we can record so and sometimes things happen like delays like my 16 hour day i was supposed to be home at six i ended up being home at midnight yesterday you were supposed to be home at four you were home at 7 38 so you know these things kind of impede our podcasting abilities yeah Yeah, and our energy overall so yeah please forgive us but we're still here and we're still you know going at it um hopefully in the fall we'll be back to uh weekly episodes but for the summer we're gonna say every two weeks if we can do more we will if not uh expect two episodes a month for the next uh, couple months (laughs) as as adele said in the first try of this we'll under promise and over deliver yeah yeah there we go (laughs) perfect so uh if you are out there whether you're crew members passengers uh anytime you're flying on a flight please 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 be nice to your flight attendants because they might have to save your butt one day. Thank you, everybody. Goodbye. Bye now. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to rate and review wherever you listen to podcasts. 
We have new episodes every Wednesday. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Moderate Turbulence on Instagram, at Mod Turbulence on Twitter, and follow us individually on Instagram at Huffy J and at La Delvi. Thank you.